Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. And welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm Toby Leary sitting in for grace and as promised i'll go right to the phones jay you are next on the grace curly show go ahead jay hey toby how's it going today very good thanks hey quick question isn't it funny how when there's a law that they don't like they can just change it at will without any representation or anything else and when you look at this right to shelter law like it's just a bad idea what what can we do as citizens, to just get rid of this law. It doesn't even make sense. No. And just one other comment. Anybody who lets these people into their house, the only people they'll ever see leaving that house will be themselves. Mm. If you look at what happened during COVID between the tenants and the renters, what happened? They just stopped paying them. Mm. And you're never going to get rid of these people. So I guess comment one is, what can we do to change this ridiculous law. It doesn't even make sense. And then I had a question for you guys. Um, a few minutes ago, you were um, advertising for um, host families in a tutorial session that they could go learn more about it. Was that a joke? No, I wish it was. Um, but no, there's... Like, why act- would you guys even talk about that? Why would you even promote that? I, I wasn't promoting it. I was reading it. This is this is in an article... Uh, by Breitbart uh, News about the symposium that's happening today in Melrose uh, because the governor is so desperate to have private homeowners take over and house illegal aliens that this uh, rights group or whatever it is, uh, I forget the name of it now, but they they basically are putting on this thing. And you it's only a one-hour thing, I guess. So Obviously, there's no details of forms to fill out, W-9s on how to get paid to do this. So I'm sure it's just pulling on heartstrings to, you know, out of the goodness of your heart. And there is a humanitarian uh, side to this whole thing where it's it's a tragedy that they are allowing to happen. And then they're going to blame people like you and me, Steve, for not participating in this hostile takeover of our country. They're going to say, you know, Oh, these people are here. They're pregnant women. There's kids. There's young children. They all have a right to eat and sleep and go to school. And um, you know, and and you guys are the ones who are who are not participating by opening up your homes, which is just insanity. I mean, if I wanted to open up my home to somebody who wanted to pay me rent, it would be almost impossible in a lot of cases to do that. Because they would look at your zoning, they would look at how many, you know, are you a multifamily, do you have an accessory dwelling unit, and et cetera, et cetera. But when the illegal aliens show up, you're, you're 100% right, Steve. They love to selectively enforce and, and pick and choose which laws they're going to follow and, and enforce. And this is one that is so such a stretch on its face. They could have just said, nope, not doing it. You you don't qualify because you're here illegally. You you got to follow the law in order to, you know, 
if you break the law, don't you get kicked off food stamp programs? Don't you get kicked off uh, Section 8 housing if you're a drug dealer? If you're a, I'm sure there's people who do it, but if you're known to the authorities to do it, don't you get kicked off? Don't you disqualify yourself from those programs if you are a criminal? And so that by being a criminal just by the nature of which you come, and I get it, the government has thrown the doors open and caused this whole mess. But um, yeah, uh, Steve, you bring up some uh, great points. And uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jay, you bring up some great points. And I don't have the answers to them all. All I know is it's a perpetuation of uh, the destruction of America by those in charge right now. Steve, you're next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Steve. Toby, two points. Uh, number one, the previous caller, Jay, asked what can he do about um, having the right to shelter law revoked, and the simple answer to that is contact his state senator and his state rep, mm. tell him he's very unhappy with the law, and he wants them to revoke it. And if he can get enough state reps and enough state senators to do that, the, the law will be revoked. That's how a um, representational republic works. We have representatives in the Congress and they in the legislature, and they make laws and they can revoke laws, and we put pressure on them and vote for them or don't vote for them. It's pretty simple. Right. That's an interesting concept, but don't you think that... <laughs> The legislature makeup in Massachusetts, how many of them are going to champion that cause? How many of them are going to start by saying, you know what, we got this all wrong. This is for citizens. Um, I dare say, where are the John Fettermans in Massachusetts? Where are the Mayor Adams in Massachusetts that have finally said, enough is enough. Let's shut this nonsense down. Like, yeah, finish the wall at the border. Let's get back to a... Well, that's, that's because the Massachusetts electorate has voted for very liberal representatives in the legislature, and uh, they have gone along with the people who elected them and made very liberal choices in terms of laws that they uh, they. Uh, promulgate. Right. Yeah. So you reap what you've sown, right? Uh, we love the concepts on paper. I I don't say that we as, as me, but we as a state of Massachusetts have collectively uh, voted in these people that are extremely liberal, extremely uh, woke, if you will, you know, and there's never been a liberal cause that they haven't supported. And this is the end result of it, the net result. You can watch billion-dollar surpluses dry up overnight like because of the bad nature and the fiduciary responsibility of our government to, to manage the funds that come in in a way that's consistent with what and the reason we elected them and sent them there in the first place. And this is not representative government. This is tyrannical takeover. How do you destroy a company, a country without firing a single shot? Throw the borders open and say, come one, come all. And don't vet them and give them a phone and say, we're going to put you up. We're going to fly you wherever you want to go. We're going to give you a one-way ticket. Oh, here's, here's my contact in Chicago. All right, see you later. Jump on a plane with undocumented, undocumented kids and uh, not to mention um, underage, unaccompanied minors. That's insanity. Absolutely insane. Thanks for the call, Steve. 
844-500-4242 is the number. Uh, the text line is 617-213-1066. And a texter 508 says, don't forget these illegal kids in just 8 to 15 years will be competing against all listeners, kids and grandkids for school acceptance, scholarship, financial aid, internships, jobs, promotions, and eventually bank loans for housing. DEI preferences will only increase as the demographics rapidly change to the benefit. That's a good point. Um, the <laughs> There's only so many dollars to go around, right? And you you end up having... What, what's going to ultimately happen if all these illegal immigrants stay and integrate? We already see what the plan is, and that is to give them driver's licenses, IDs, allow them to vote, allow them to... Uh, you know, all of a sudden be able to drive on our roadways and you want to talk about accidents going up, you want to talk about insurance costs going up, you want to talk about um, the illegal voting activity that will take place as a result of them having an ID. And, you know, they're going to be allowed to vote. There's no way around it. They're going to, that is what the whole concept is, to change the makeup forever. And you got to wonder where the intentions of these people who allow this type of thing um, do they not realize this is what's going on or is it by design? And I tend to think it's the latter because they know they're not idiots. They're not dumb people. Most of them are very well educated. And so why do you hate your country that much that you're allow allowing the destruction of it from within just by bankrupting it? And another thing about this whole situation is you look at what Biden did right when he became president. What did he do? He closed the Keystone Pipeline. He canceled deals that would have enabled people, uh, companies to continue to explore for oil and fracking and coal and, and whatnot. So we are no longer energy independent. Our country has the largest oil reserves in the world as far as under our feet and Meanwhile, we're just outsourcing our wealth to Saudi Arabia, to Kuwait, to all these uh, oil-producing nations. And the petrodollar, we're going to lose the, our, our standing in the world, in the world stage as our dollar continues to crumble. And meanwhile, it's a very simple fix, like Donald Trump says, drill, baby, drill. You do that. We will become one of the wealthiest countries on earth and you could eliminate the debt. You could eliminate uh, this crisis where you're taxing people into out of existence. 844-500-4242 is the number. If you want to give me a call, if you want to take me to task on anything I said, I'm happy to go there as well. We're going to talk about the Iowa caucuses coming up. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about as well, but we'd love to hear from you. So give us a call. I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. And welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. I'm your host, Toby Leary, filling in for Grace. And uh, Texter says, looky here, surprise, welcome, Toby. Thank you, I appreciate that. But yes, surprise, surprise, here I am. Uh, just today, and Grace will be back tomorrow, so have no fear. 
844-500-4242 is the number. I was trying to move on, but we'll go to the phones for one more call on this subject. Uh, go ahead, Arthur. Uh, you're next on the Grace Curley Show. Oh, hey, Toby. Uh, I'm kind of an expert in cost analysis, but uh, I'll give you these numbers. It's going to cost $84 million bucks for the hotel rooms for these 2,000 families. But wait, 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 bucks. Arthur. Sorry to interrupt. The state said yeah. it's going to increase in 2024 to 10.7 million. Are you disputing yeah, those numbers? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless unless you're on drugs, uh, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> that anyway, might facilitate a tent city on Mass and Cass. I, I all I, all I want to tell you, and I'm I've been doing this for 40 years, and I'm accurate. It's $84 million for the hotel rooms, and that's at $100 a day, which all these hotels are going to charge, trust me. Mm-hmm. And then $76 million for food for a family of three, and that's at $30 a day. That was $76 so, million, you said? Yeah, $76 million. It's going to cost 100 Now, interesting enough, the calculation I come up with was $160 million, which... Didn't Mara Healy say something about 160 million about a month ago? She needs to borrow from the the state or something. Yes, for these illegals. Yeah, well, that's what I come up with: 160 million for 14 months for these people. Wow, 160 million for 14 months. Uh, you know, I, I have another texter here, Arthur, that says. The right to shelter law was passed in 83 by Dukakis and was specifically for families with children. It wasn't for homeless, and it wasn't even for undocumented people. They're applying the law unlawfully. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Like that's You can almost see how someone would want to protect families that, that don't have a home, right? And for families in this state. But no one in their right mind could ever foresee a situation where you would extrapolate this to illegal aliens invading our country and the cost of that. Uh, it's just mind-boggling. I, I don't understand. But uh, So it sounds like you've crunched some numbers. And actually, those are, I think, very conservative numbers, uh, Arthur. I, 100 bucks a day is probably low. I can't imagine that being the actual cost. But uh, there's no reason for hotels. And thanks for the call, Arthur. Um, there's no reason for hotels to kick people out of their rooms or cancel their reservations that people are paying market rate hotel costs for if they're not going to stand to get a huge increase in uh, in funds from the government to house illegal aliens. So I think it's maddening and insane. But anyway, we can come back to that if you all want to talk about it. Um, don't forget about the poll today. Uh, we got a, today's poll question is brought to you by the wellness company. How we got the flu, the mailroom manager got sick, and some of our staff and clients have had COVID all in the last month. Be prepared and get your emergency medical kit from the wellness company today. To learn more, go to twc.health grace. When you use code grace, you'll save 10%. I'm going to have to look into that. What's the poll question today, Jared, and what are the results so far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com. 
is, is there any situation where you would accept an illegal into your house if you had extra room? Yes, no questions asked. If I were getting really good money to do so, if I could vet slash choose the person or under no circumstance. I would say I fall into the yes, but not no questions asked. So I'm going to go with the uh, if I could vet the person, try to be a, a kind person. <laughs> Only 5% say if they could uh, vet or choose the person. 2% say if they were getting really good money to do so. 0% say no questions asked. And we're now up to 93% who say under no circumstances. <laughs> yeah, and that was the the only question about doing this poll. We figured the readership would be around 90%. No way in you know what. But but it was interesting because I immediately said under no circumstances right. I'm taking anyone in the house. And then you came back with your kind of Airbnb style thing. Right. So it was like, all right, you know, you can kind of see there's a discussion there. And, you know, my situation is different than... You know, I don't know, maybe empty nesters or, you know, right. somebody who has a big house with a lot of extra rooms, you know. So that's, you know, it's a different situation. So there are some people that might, and some people, like you said, I mean, if if you're going to get a decent amount of money, eh, some people could be persuaded that way, depending on the situation. Right. And, you know, on its face, if it's like, hey, open your door, we're going to send someone in there and they'll be there Tuesday. And no, that's that's a hard no, right? But if it's, Let's just create the scenario where you have a, a an extra house. Maybe you inherited a house from a elderly parent that passed away, and now you got this house. Uh, and I guess the other thought question is: Do they actually have to live with you, or can you put them up in a rental unit? And if you can put them up in your rental unit, and you're going to get paid, and you're going to get a food allowance, and they're going to Uber them everywhere they need to go, and you can check on them and make sure that they're not, you know, burning the place down and disconnecting and selling your appliances. And then you could also vet the person that you're, you say you're willing to help, like a family, uh, a pregnant mom or, you know, a, a, a single mother with two or three kids or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if I can paint that picture and control all those factors, make some money off it and get somebody into a better place to live okay but that's i think a, a barrier or, or a a wall too high no pun intended <laughs> they're gonna uh that's the state's never gonna go along with that they're gonna you're gonna get what they give you and that's the way it goes i think but 844-500-4242 is the number i am toby leary sitting in for grace we will be back <laughs> Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. I'm Toby Leary sitting in. It's the number here is 844-500-4242. Uh, that's 844-500-4242. Or you can text CURLY, C-U-R-L-E-Y, to 617-213-1066. That's CURLY to 617-213-1066. Um, I'm sorry to jump the shark again here, but an article just came across the wires, as they used to say. Um, 
that affects us quite a bit here in Massachusetts. And uh, this is a Fox News uh, article by um, Thomas Catan. Yeah, Thomas. It's by Thomas. Uh, (laughs) An exclusive, a Massachusetts wind project, which recently became the first utility-scale offshore wind project to deliver electricity to the grid, wouldn't have been financially viable if the Biden administration hadn't intervened, according to internal documents reviewed by Fox News Digital. Isn't that interesting? How green energy, generally speaking, is never viable on its own. How dare you? That's right. It's it always involves government in intervention. How about government intervening on the private sector for the exploration of oil and gas? Uh, don't hold your breath. That's never going to happen. Uh, federal officials with the Bureau of Ocean Technology and Management, BOEM, acknowledged in the unearthed communications shared with Fox News Digital that the granting a waiver on development fees designed to safeguard taxpayers was critical for the 800-megawatt vineyard wind project, which is, by the way, the smallest of the three wind projects slated to hit the beaches of Barnstable, where I live, um, in the next few years. Uh, this vineyard wind project is already in the ground and online, and now they're putting the turbines up and connecting them to the grid. But anyway, back to the article. Um, the more we dig into the details of the vineyard wind project, the more concerning it becomes. The Biden administration brags that this is the first utility-scale offshore wind project, but clearly without Boehm contorting the approval process and waiving requirements meant to protect taxpayers, Vineyard is unlikely to ever have gotten off the ground, Michael Chamberlain, the director of Watchdog Group Protect the Public's Trust, which obtained the documents and told Fox News Digital. Both Boehm and the developer have admitted as much. The situation does not bode well, Chamberlain continued. If government has to bend the rules to make these projects feasible, then it's just a matter of time before the clean energy transition is dead in the water. The only question may be how many taxpayer resources are put at risk and how much the Americans' public trust is squandered before it happens. On June 15th, 2021, the Office of Renewable Energy Programs Chief James Janet, uh, James Bennett excuse me, sent a letter to Vineyard Wind Developer informing the firm that the agency had approved the request to waive the fee under the action. Vineyard Wind isn't required to pay the developmental fee until 15 years after the project enters operations under its 20-year power purchase agreement. That's really important because if the, fin- if the company isn't financially viable and they have to abandon the, the wind turbines, uh, that fee is for the deconstruction of those. Just like uh, Pilgrim Nuclear, when it decommissioned, the fee that they had paid will pay for the decommissioning of it. Well, the same thing is true with these agreements. And uh, But apparently they waive the fee. They'll just stick it to the taxpayer again. And uh, if they end up going going under, which is, <laughs> I'm not going to speak for Vineyard Wind, but it's happened a lot lately with EVs, with other wind projects in other countries. Um, these green energy, we all remember the big uh, Celestra uh, debacle with the Obama administration. And uh, they give these, they roll out the red carpet because it's green energy and it's not drilling for oil, which I find funny that they uh, 
mention fossil fuels uh, in the end of this article. They Let me skip down. It says, uh, the letter also stated that the regulatory departure would reduce Vineyard Wind's financial assurance burden, enabling the developer to invest freed up capital in the construction and enabling the project to enter operations sooner. And in addition, it explained the fee was waived also because it produced, it promotes the production and transmission of energy from a source other than oil and gas. And if that isn't the, if that isn't the end result right there, you know, at whatever cost, um, then I don't know what is, but it it goes on to say, um, further in the article, you can read it yourself on Fox news, um, that it says, Conservation Law Foundation added that New England's transition away from polluting fossil fuels and towards clean, renewable energy is underway in earnest. Yes, we are the guinea pig to bring uh, an 800 megawatt um, utility level power grid to the beaches and down the streets and to the infrastructure on Cape Cod. Uh, it's funny how they can't find a industrially suited site for this. They have to come in the most pristine, but they get to waive all the conservation. They get to waive, um, in a lot of uh, cases, uh, the town can negotiate away uh, the the right to oppose it under state constitution. Um, the they can violate basically all kinds of environmental regulations and. Just go ahead and do this. Meanwhile, if you have a a feral pool in the back of your property, it's considered a wetland, and now there's a 100-foot and a 50-foot buffer zone. <laughs> but you can bring uh, an 800-megawatt power cable acro- across the, the ocean floor and underground and bring it up on a beach and you know have it go all the way to the power grid via streets and whatever. I wasn't even, that one's for free. I wasn't even going to get into that today, but I saw that article and I thought, I found it extremely interesting that, yeah, government bent the rules for them and uh, they're never going to do that for you or me or the private sector or if you want to drill for gas or oil. Um, And can it still be called fossil fuels now that they found oil and gas on like Saturn or something? Did you see that article? Uh, Uh, Well, I'm sure the dinosaurs... Uh, came from uh, Saturn. Yeah, the alien with, with motherships. The, and, and yeah, with uh, with the ancient uh, pyramids. The, <laughs> the dinosaurs flew their pyramid ships down. That could be. And that, here we are. Yeah, that so. the, they saw the writing on the wall. It was like the Superman movie, but just with dinosaurs. So they, they just bugged out of whatever planet they were viable on and said, Earth is the next most viable place. Let's go there. All right. Today's caucus day, folks. Um, Many Iowan Democrats are reportedly planned to brave frigid temperatures on Monday and crash the Iowa caucus to artificially inflate former Governor Nikki Haley's election results against former President Donald Trump. The potential Democrat vote for Haley would confirm Haley's campaign is backed by Democrats and establishment Republicans who hate the former president. Iowa permits day of uh, party registration for the Monday election. Iowan Democrats are not holding in-person presidential election voting this year. I wonder why that is. They could have really 
use this as an opportunity to get out ahead of the inevitable, which is, I saw a poll, 28% of the population believe Joe Biden is mentally capable to hold office in 2024. That's a pretty low confidence index. If 28%, so that means there's a ticking time bomb coming for the Democrats on what to do in 2024, and they punted on the Iowa caucus all in their hatred and disdain for Donald J. Trump to get out the vote for Nikki Haley. And I just find that to be so interesting that, you know, they will change. And Well, let me read the article because uh, this one guy says, um, well, Iowa caucus rules allow for mischievous anti-Trump voters a chance to diminish Trump's inevitability, as Don McLeese of West Des Moines told Axios. I'll hold my nose and caucus for Haley. So you know this guy's not going to vote for in the general. Um, and Haley, who seemed to be a little confused about a lot of things, has surged in the poll and and apparently is uh, has jumped past DeSantis in a lot of polls and allegedly in Iowa as well. Um, and I still say that this is the race for second place. Uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. But um, because Democrats see Haley as the alternative to Trump, they could artificially improve her election results ahead of Governor, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, GOP strategist uh, David Ho- Kokel told Axios, if you ever had 5,000 or 7,500 people across the straight crossover for her, that might be the difference between her and Ron DeSantis. Okay, so again, the race for second place. It's certainly not going to be the difference for her and Trump. Uh, well behind in the polls, Haley's team refused to condemn crossover voters. Haley is a tried and true conservative who's working to earn every vote. Haley campaign spokesman Olivia Perez Cubanas confirmed to Axios. The Trump campaign mocked Haley's desperation and brushed aside the potential threat. If that is something they are relying on to get them through the night, then poor people, I feel bad for them, Trump senior advisor Chris Lacavita told Axios. Trump is polling at historic highs in Iowa, the final low Iowa caucus poll by the Des Moines Register found Saturday that Trump lapsed the field (laughs) with more than double the support of the nearest challenger. Trump is at 48%, Haley's at 20%, DeSantis at 16%. The survey almost has nothing but good news for the former president, New York Times' Shane Goldmacher reported. He leads with every demographic tested, performing most strongly among those without a college degree, those earning less than $50,000, and men who did not graduate from college. You think that's New York Times' way of digging the Trump voter? Uh, these are not educated people. They are making less than $50,000, and uh, they didn't graduate from college. Uh, <laughs> these dumb, undesirable poors who yeah. feel like Donald Trump is their guy. Right. It's like that whole episode on Don Lamont's show with uh, the Lincoln Project guy. Yeah, the credulous boomer rubes. Yeah, that, that are the Walmart shoppers you know and just mocking people sore it's funny you know i talk a lot about trump as whenever i sit in on this show and um so as a result i found this to be really funny and we'll go to the calls in one sec uh but i 
I found this really funny that when I was running for town council down in Barnstable in Precinct 11, um, things were going swimmingly. And then like the day before election, I was knocking on doors and and uh, all of a sudden, instead of like t- wanting to talk about the issues, all of a sudden people were asking me, did you vote for Trump? <laughs> so there was some organized campaign out there to to discredit me and my ability to do anything productive for the town based on the fact that I voted for Trump. And so another person uh, commented that I'm a Trump wannabe. And uh, I, I found that to be extremely flattering. I wouldn't mind being a billionaire, a real estate mogul. I'll and, take it. Yeah, no kidding. But And before he ran for office, that was all of Hollywood's aspirations too. They said everyone wants to be Donald Trump, but I digress. Let's go back to the phones. Donald, is it the real Donald or is it Donald? Wants to talk to it's us. It's Donald. Okay, so it's not the Donald. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show, Donald. How are you today? Yes, uh, you're right. Uh, you got uh, Democrat mega donor Reed Hoffman, who's uh, a massive donor for uh, uh, Nikki Haley. And he's urging Democrats to donate through the uh, SFA uh, Super PAC. Mm. Uh, you also, and he's also on the Epstein uh, Island list. Um, you got a, another guy, David Pluff, who's involved in this as, as well. Um, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, United Technology, General Electric, George Soros, Ken Griffin, all donors of Nikki Haley. That's an overlap. Of Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, mm. they have the same donors. Those are the they have more, but those that's an overlap right there. As and also, how are they going to be tough on DEI and credit scores when they both have Larry Fink money at BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard? Again, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Um, how are they going to be tough on the border? Because Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis have Koch brothers money. They're both for illegals and cheap labor and China, how are they going to be tough on fentanyl pouring into the country when they're bankrolled by the CCP and China donor money? It's, it's unbelievable. You know, so uh, people got to do their, their homework on, on these candidates. And you got the, this dirty rat, Chris Sununu in, in New Hampshire, who his secretary of state they, uh, helped extend the, uh, the uh, RNC chair, Chris Ager, left his primary open. And then after that, they extended the date four extra months illegally, okay? They um, passed the, uh, the, the deadline was uh, first Wednesday in June. They extended it four months for the Democrats to switch parties to vote <laughs> against Trump. Unbelievable. Donald, um, you, you just uncorked the genie in the bottle and went about a hundred different directions. So uh, I, I definitely want to talk to some of those points that you made on the other side. So, um, but thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And uh, this is the Grace Curley show. I'm Toby Leary sitting in for Grace. We'll be back uh, after this. And all of us at the Howie Car Radio Network, the Grace Curley show, love Omaha Steaks. I've talked about how they're all beef franks. The hot dogs are the best hot dogs I've ever had. I did the steak burger flight uh, that they had last year, which was incredible. Anything you get from Omaha Steaks is going to be fantastic. And they had a great deal uh, right before the holiday, and they got a great deal for you right now. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash grace, listeners will get four 
free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich juicy boneless pork chops with your order you get four air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four pork chops with your order that's great value right there the experts at omaha steaks have made it easier than ever to experience heartland perfection with flavors like their legendary mouth-watering butcher's cut filet mignon the bacon wrap filet mignon is fantastic or their butcher's cut top sirloin a leaner bolder steakhouse style experience and you can't go wrong with the classic ultra premium omaha steaks beef patties nothing no one comes close to matching the flavor tenderness and value of omaha steaks visit omahasteaks.com slash grace and you will get four air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four boneless pork chops free with your order minimum purchase may apply for this and with omaha steaks you'll fall in love at first bite with the tender steaks juicy burgers air chilled chicken and more you're going to love every bite it's the omaha steaks guarantee Again, for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash grace, listeners will get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. That's omahasteaks.com slash grace. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. I'm Toby Leary, sitting in for Grace, and I've enjoyed our discussion so far. If you want to be on the phone, it's 844-500-4242, or you can text Curley to 617-213-1066. That's 617-213-1066. And we can all breathe a sigh of relief because... uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was released from the hospital on Monday after spending two weeks there to treat complications from surgery for prostate cancer, a secret that he kept from the Biden administration, leaders and staff for two weeks or for weeks. Austin will be working from home now, so he won't be conducting the proxy war against Iran as they bomb the Houthis uh, on a gurney at the local hospital at Walter Reed Medical Center. He will be doing it from home now. And uh, (laughs) I wonder what that looks like. You know, honey, bring me my laptop sitting on the gurney. I got to check on the progress of the bombing of the Houthis. Am I going under anesthesia now or or I got 27 missiles in the air. I'll take the trash out in five minutes. (laughs) Don't bring me in until we're done bombing. All right. We'll be back after this. 844-500-4242. I'm Toby Leary. 